Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolts with you today for the Moab Daily Power Up Call. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, middle of another big week here in the Moab community. I'm grateful as always to be with you. I say good morning, good afternoon. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. DeBolt. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 1030 a.m. Eastern. And you know what that means? This is our time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by FlyWithJT.com. That's FlyWithJT.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, at least for a limited time. And more importantly, stay connected to everything we're doing here in the high-altitude community. Lots of cool stuff coming down the road. Very exciting what's coming up here in this first quarter of the new year. You know, a lot of times we hear people talking about, man, this is going to be the year. This is the year where I'm going to knock the cover off the ball. This is the year where I'm going to go big. I'm going to climb my Mount Everest. They start talking about all these big things they're going to do. And listen, hey, I love enthusiasm. I do. But what's interesting to me is there's a lot of that kind of hype and excitement over the idea of going big or playing bigger or hustling. I'm going to out-hustle you. I have no issue with that, but it depends on whether or not that's actually right for you. It's funny because that's, that to me is the real issue. At the, at the core of whatever you do with your life, it has to be right for you. You want to build a huge business? Go for it. You want to run a Spartan race or you want to run a triathlon? Go for it. You want to start a nonprofit, you want to change the world, go for it. If you're somebody who says, listen, I just want to be me, I want to be the happiest version of me, then I'd say that's a pretty noble approach too. There's this new movement, or maybe it's not so new, kind of the anti-hustle movement, if you will, the minimalist approach to achievement. And I think it's interesting because I've been kind of observing this for a while. I haven't really delved too much into it because... In my mind, I needed to fully understand it, or at least attempt to understand it. I come from the notion of, of playing the game as big as you can, of constantly pushing yourself, constantly moving the needle. And to me, it comes from a place of great joy. I, I personally love the idea of pushing myself as often as I can, you know, as it, on, a regu- on a normal basis, on an everyday basis. And yet there's, there's, there's a lot of folks out there that are starting to turn a different way. They're saying, you know... Instead of trying to, to out-hustle and out-push and know all these things, why don't you just lay low? Be minimalist. You know, play small. You don't need the big house. You don't need the fancy cars. You don't need all the stuff. And there is nothing wrong with that. I, I want to stand right here and say I think that the most important choice that you have to make is the choice that says this is what's right for me. And that whole anti-hustle thing I get, listen, I kind of think, I'll tell you this straight 
scoop as far as my personal where I sit on this on this particular I don't know if it's an issue but this this idea of how you got to hustle 24/7 365 I personally don't think you it's just not for me it doesn't work I love the hustle I love the push I'm as competitive as they come but I also value the time with the people I love you know, I love the love to have downtime with friends. I love to have downtime with my wife and kids. I love to have downtime just for myself, alone time. I don't have to constantly be busy. And by the way, that concept of busy is so antiquated. It's not sexy anymore. I have somebody in my life, a mentor, who, who loves to say, I'm busy, been busy. Hey, to me, that's an affliction. To me, that's a problem. You need to get that thing fixed. Being busy is oftentimes something where you're covering up for something else, a trauma, something that's gone wrong. And in my mind, it's not, I'm not trying to make it out to be a bad thing, but it's, it doesn't carry the same weight. In fact, a lot of times people will kind of look at you and ask, you know, why you can't be a little bit more effective with your time, a little more focused, a little more, you know, on point as opposed to constantly being busy, constantly needing something. I remember seeing a, it was kind of a funny skit. It was on, I believe, the Conan O'Brien show. But it was a clip of uh, Louis C.K., and he's talking about how we as, as humans have gotten to this point where we can't be just still. We have to constantly be doing something, either fidgeting with the radio or looking on our phones. If we're at a stoplight, we immediately go to some form of distraction. We can't just sit there and just be. And it's, it's very funny because, you know, anyway, I won't spoil it for you, but you can kind of look this thing up and Google it or YouTube it. But my point is, is he's got a great, you know, a great point he's trying to make, and that is that we have a constant need to do stuff, to, to have input, to have stimulus. We've got to have the radio on. We've got to have the TV on in the background. We've got to have some form of conversation. We have to be on Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram. we always got to be occupying our time as opposed to sometimes just sitting still and doing nothing. And so there's, there's kind of a lot of different facets to this conversation. But the real question today is, should you go big or should you play small? Should you go big? Should you have all, you know, make the most money you can, build the strongest body you can, occupy the most space you can? You know, should you go after the big house on the hill? Should you have the 19 cars? Should you have the private jets? Should you have all that stuff? Or should you just play the game very simple and be very minimalist? My humble approach to this, my belief is that it doesn't really matter what everybody else thinks. It matters what you want. And while one side may vilify the other, let's kind of take this and break it down and approach it from a place of what's right for you. Because as a leader, you have to be assured of who you are. You've got to live life on your terms. You've got to live life in accordance with who you are. And when you do, then you have the ability to influence people whether they want to play big or they just want to play it safe. I'm not here to make out either side of those being wrong. I see merits to both. By now, you probably get a sense that, of the type of person I am. But frankly, what we want to talk about what's right for you. So today, I want you to kind of think about these. There's five things to really consider when you're planning out, you know, am I going to play the game big? Is 2017 or 2018 or 19 or 20, any year here forward, is that the year for you to play big? Or is there a different recipe in, in play for you? The very first step is to get very clear on your values. What do you value? Because you've got to see your core values really as your Polaris, your guiding star, your North Star. Listen, I've had friends, I've had former you know, military guys that I've flown with that thought they were CEO material. They wanted to go out and build their business. Part of it was I think they just wanted that freedom to not have to be somebody else's employee. 
They finally got out of the military. Now they're going to show everybody that they can do it. And as soon as they hit those rigors, as soon as they started going through all the tough times, they said, this is not for me. If they had just done a little check-in on their core values and realized that it's not always about the freedom. In fact, sometimes you lose freedom when you're out there building your own business because you have so many responsibilities. Entrepreneurs have a ton of responsibilities that come at them. And so it might seem cool to not have to have a boss. It might seem cool like, oh, I can sleep in and show up anytime I want. When all of a sudden you realize the weight of the entire business is on your shoulders, you're up earlier than you ever were working for somebody else. You'll, you'll push yourself harder than any other boss would if you want to be successful in business. Now, am I saying it always has to be that way? No. I mean, there are going to be times where you're going to have toes in the sand. You're going to be kicking back with a nice cold drink on the beach. It's cool. But what I'm suggesting here is this concept that, listen, you know, I'm going to chase something because of what I think it could be, what I've been marketed it to be, you know, marketed to, to say this is the way it will be. We have to stop that stuff. We have to stop looking at what other people are trying to tell us it could be and ask ourselves, what do we want it to be and base it on our core values. Get very clear on what our values are in the first place so that when we start looking at things that we want to do, or not just, I'm not just talking about occupation. I'm not just talking about opportunity. I'm talking about the whole package, how you live your life, how you pursue that thing that you're working toward, and ask yourself, is it in alignment with my values? And if it is, then suddenly we make that decision and we go full force, throttle wide open. And we attack it with all that passion and vigor that we have to. Now, the second part is we got to get clear on what success means to us. Each and every single one of us has a different definition of what success means. How you define success, what it represents to you, is going to be different than the person sitting next to you. It's going to be even different to the person that you're most closest to, the closest person you are to you, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, uh, your kids, your parents, whatever. The people you are closest to, even if they share a lot of the same values, are likely going to define success, if not slightly different, very different than you. And so it's important for each and every single one of us, particularly as leaders, to be crystal clear on what that term means and recognize that when we talk about success, it's not just the material side of it. You can say, hey, my, my version of success is to have the private jet and the box seats to the game and all the, you know, you can start listing off all that stuff and that's fine. Make it your little Christmas list if you wish. But that's not necessarily what I'm talking about with success. You have to get clear on the full gambit. Be well-rounded in your definition of success. You know, what does it mean to you on, uh, you know, not to get crazy, but like on a spiritual level, like on the gut level, the soul level? And why is it important? Getting clear on your why is, Chris, is one of the most important things. And listen, there's a lot of people that say, hey, listen, I don't need to know my purpose. I'm going to kind of drift through life. That's fine if that's what you want to do. But you can drift and you can bounce off walls and you can bang your head against things or you could do the hard work, which is not easy, and start to understand who you are at your core and ask yourself, is this the kind of life I want to live? Do I want to play the game big or am I cool playing it modestly? And it's okay. The answer is fine. But until you know really who you are and how you tick at the, at the, at the core, it's very difficult to come to that place and feel comfortable with it, feel happy with it, feel at peace with it. To me personally, I think success is defined, defined by the ability to find that peace within yourself. If you want the Lamborghini and the Jets, you've got to be you know, at, at peace with that. That's got to bring you peace, not just the sense of accomplishment, not just the sense of, of significance or whatever else that comes with it, 
but a sense that you say, man, this is, I'm, I'm here, I'm home here. I'm at peace with this. So you got to get clear on what that means to you. Now, the third part is to get clear on what it will take of you or what it will make of you, what it will take for you to be able to deliver on it. The hard work, the dedication, the sacrifice, because everything, anything worth having is going to require some of that. Sometimes it's a painful learning curve. Sometimes, listen, sometimes you go into the thing thinking, man, I'm going to be the biggest and the best there is. And you go through several iterations of that plan and you bang your head against the wall. You grind. You get your face smashed into the concrete a few times. And then suddenly you realize, man, this is not built for me. This was not mine. Not that you're not built for it, but it's not built for you. There's a big difference. You could endure, but perhaps you've realized, man, there's more important things to me. I will say this. There was a point in my career as a naval aviator where I wanted to fly fighter jets so bad that I was going to make the transition from flying surveillance and reconnaissance, a big, heavy, not very maneuverable airplane, into going and flying you know, pointy-nose jets. But I was engaged to marry my wife. We were expecting our first baby. And to me, all of a sudden, everything changed. Like, my priorities changed because now it was very much in alignment with my values. My values weren't to be the hot shot. My values weren't even necessarily to be the go-to, you know, gun for hire. My values said, hey, family is really important to me. And a sense of loyalty is important to me. And what am I most loyal to? And why is that important? And as soon as I started to get very clear on what my values were, I was at total peace with the fact that I never flew fighter jets. It was okay for me because I'd found my purpose. I knew exactly what I was put on this earth to do. So getting clear on what it will take of you is important. What, those, what, what the consequences will be by you going down that path of playing big or playing modestly. But also what it will make of you. Think of what all the outside layers of stuff that will be refined away to get to the core of who you truly are, the purity of who you are. That is very exciting, and that's the thing that you want to kind of think about is, okay, listen, you know, I know there are certain things. If you want to be a concert pianist, you've got to develop technique. You've got to develop discipline. You've got to develop uh, the consistency to show up and practice every day. You've got to develop an ear for the music. So that's what it will make of you. It will refine all the other stuff away from you so that you'll hear differently. You'll be able to play differently. You'll approach that passion with a lot more intensity, with a lot more focus, with a lot more commitment. It will make something of you that's already inside of you. It's not like all of a sudden it bolts on and it creates some, a different version of you. It's the version of you that's inside you for sure. But now what we've done is melted away some of that outside stuff that was encumbering you from being that concert pianist or that world-class sprinter or that world-class business owner, whatever it is that you're, that you're here to achieve. The question is, is the commitment and is the sacrifice really worth it? The fourth thing we've got to get clear on is getting clear on what you bring to the equation. Because it's not just about, hey, what am I going to get from this? You know, am I going to become rich and famous from this? Am I going to become wealthy? Am I going to become significant in the eyes of other people? It's not about getting that stuff. Those things are literally window dressing. They mean little to nothing compared to what you can bring to the equation. I'll tell you why that, to me personally, I think it's so important to understand this. When you get clear on what contribution you're going to make, what you're bringing to the equation, if you say, hey, listen, I want to go after that career, not for the corner office, not because it's got a great 401k, not because I'm going to make a ton of money, but what I can contribute to it, then you will, you will endure anything that that career throws at you. 
you'll realize that there are sacrifices that you're going to have to make, but those sacrifices will be worth it, and it won't feel like you're selling your soul. Instead, you're going to feel connected to it on a level that says, this is right. It goes back to what I was saying before about peace. You feel like you're at home. And so when you get clear on what you bring to the equation, your skills, your experience, and then ask yourself, well, if I'm lacking those things, what skills and experience do I have to go out and get? What's that self-directed MBA of life that I'm going to have to go out and get from the, from the school of hard knocks at times. It's not always got, it doesn't always have to be hard. I'm not necessarily suggesting that, but let's be honest with ourselves. You know, whether you're going big or you're playing modest, it's totally cool. But in order to get clear on whether or not what path you should really go down, it might feel great to pound on your chest and say, I'm going to go big. But deep down inside, there's a sense like, do I really want to go there? The question you had to be asking yourself is not just, you know, what will it make of me? What will it take of me to do this? But what do I bring to this equation? And if, if I don't have those things, what do I need to do to go get them? And finally, the question that I always want people to ask, it's a very powerful question. In fact, it's, it's a beautiful question, and oftentimes it's misconstrued as being negative-minded. Is we got to ask ourselves, what happens if disaster strikes? What happens if this doesn't work out? The reason we ask this question is because it prepares us on literally every level, almost like the DNA level out, to not just deliver our best stuff, but to be poised if it doesn't work out. It doesn't mean we're focused on that. It doesn't mean we're obsessing over it not working out. What it means is we're approaching this as an adult, as a big person, big boy, girl, big man, woman, and saying, listen, maybe this relationship isn't supposed to be the one right? Maybe this person isn't my soulmate. It feels good. It's a lot of fun. We enjoy ourselves, but maybe this isn't what it's meant to be. Maybe this business isn't what I was designed to do. Maybe this career, this job, this occupation, this position, no matter how sexy it is, no matter how much it pays, no matter how much status you get from it, isn't what you were supposed to do for the rest of your life. What happens if it doesn't work out? Do you have those contingencies for, for success? And by the way, I'm not talking about plan B. Let's talk about plan B for a second. We hear this all the time. People are like, hey, listen, I got a plan B. To me, plan B, the B stands for bail. How can I bail on this when it gets hard? How can I bail on this when it's not fun? How can I bail on this when I'm scared? How can I bail on this when it's taking more of me than I had expected? That's why we're saying, when you don't, what, what, if it, what does it look like if it doesn't work out? If you think about that, then plan B, the bail plan, doesn't ever show up. You'll either say, you know what, this is not worth it, or I will make it happen. I'll find a way to play big, or I'll find a way to play in accordance with who I am, my values, and what I was meant to do, what I was meant to be. It's really not a question of should you play big or should you play modest. It's not really a question of do you need more. Don't let society tell you you don't need more. You need to be minimalistic. You need to play small. And don't let society tell you to play small. Or don't, tell them, don't let them tell you to play big. Don't let them tell you that you have to have all and more and grind and grit. You don't, listen, if that doesn't appeal to you, then don't go down that path. For those of us that it does appeal to, then you've got to be sure that you're committed to it. You've got to check in. Make sure that it's clear on your values. Whatever path you choose, make sure that you're clear on what success means to you. Whatever definition you give it. Make sure that you're clear on what it will take of you and what it will make of you and ask yourself, is it worth that transformation? Is it worth that degree of full commitment, mind, body, soul to this? 
get clear on what you bring to the equation. Do you bring the value to the, to, to the, to the project, to the mission, to the dream? And if not, what do you need to go acquire? What do you need to refine from yourself to bring out in order to contribute to it? And what happens if it doesn't work out? Is it the end of the world? Or can you find those contingency plans to do whatever it takes to make it happen? It's different than a plan B, because that B stands for bail. And basically, we're setting ourselves up to bail out when the going gets rough. That's not what we're talking about. So today and every single day, if you're struggling with this question or listen, if you're totally committed, you're like, man, I'm going to, this is the year I'm going to play big or no, this is the year I'm going to downsize and slow things down. Ask yourself these questions so you know that you're on the path, the right path, the right path for you, the path that's in alignment with who you are and what you were called to do. That, my friends, is true, authentic leadership. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Looking forward to doing it again next week. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan to Success. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you next week.